Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie, it's you, Jamie. Don't be alarmed, but I think there's a guy following you. Maybe we should get that guard dog we talked about? Nothing too scary, maybe like a Bichon with an attitude? You know, Progressive's collision insurance covers injured dogs and cats at no extra cost, so... Wait, the guy stood up when I stood up. He's on the phone. He's looking right at me. Oh, wait, it's just my reflection. Don't tell anyone about this. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Pet coverage not available in New Hampshire and North Carolina. Well, hello! You have reached the Locked On NFL Podcast. I am Matt Williamson. It is Power Rankings Wednesday, and today's Locked On NFL is brought to you by SeatGeek. Download the mobile app for the easiest way to buy tickets and use our promo code LONFL, and that gets you a $20 rebate on your first purchase. How can you not do that? It's the best deal ever. But today is Power Rankings Wednesday, just like every week. I'm having more technical difficulties here. I think I'm going to run and buy myself a new mic. And uh, so this might be a two-parter. We will see. Um, you'll see how this goes. But anyways, let's start from 32 to 1. Oh, we're going to do something a little different too. This week, since we're at the quarter poll, I'm going to, instead of talking about a a topic, you know, something, when we talk about each team and instead of saying, well, this guy's injured or they got a good matchup or I'm just going to mention one positive aspect of that team right now you know something that this franchise maybe basically their greatest strength but maybe not the most obvious one you know what I mean like I'm not going to just tell you boy they got Aaron Rodgers so they're good you know like I want to tell you a a great strength of this team so when you're listening and you hear your team and you're down at 29 or 28 or even at one or two you can say, boy, that's something to get excited about. You know, that, that, that's a positive aspect of this franchise right now. And as always, I probably won't talk about your team as much as you want me to. So, such is life. I got to share with 31 others. You'll be okay. Go to Locked On, your favorite team, and they'll talk much more about your Rams or your Redskins or whomever. So, go check out Locked On Ravens or whoever your favorite is. Or in this case... Locked on Browns. Yes, I have the Browns at 32. They've never left the cellar. 32 every week, including the preseason. But what is what do Brownie fans have to get excited about? Well, we've talked about this a lot, actually. I think there's a plan in place. So, if I have one thing for Browns fans to get excited about, is really, you have a lot of draft picks coming up. <laughs> you know, that doesn't sound great, but... That's a wonderful way to team build. You know, that you brought in 14 draft picks this year. If you hit on seven or eight of them, that's tremendous. And you do the same thing next year, the same thing next year, and you dig up a Terrell Pryor and you already have a Duke Johnson and a Crowell and, uh, you know, a lineman or two. All of a sudden, you have a very cheap, um, competitive team. And I know that seems a long way away, but the reality is, I can make an argument, really, for the first time, that the Browns are not the worst team in the league. They're really not that far away from being 3-1. and one. And a lot of you guys probably haven't watched them, but they've been playing teams close. They're not far from being a 3-1 and one type of team. At 31, I have the 49ers. And I think that Bowman news is really crushing, and it was the beginning of the end of that game. 
and I'm having a harder time coming up with a positive. I, don't, I have no notes in front of me. I want to tell you guys that too. I did that on purpose. I just want to buzz through these things and whatever comes to the top of my head of this is what your team should be excited about, that's what I want to talk about. So actually, I mentioned it earlier in the week, and I'm going to say the pair of Oregon 3-4 defensive ends. Buckner, Armstead, I think they could be a Henderson-Stroud, um, you know, one of these Williams-Wall. I mean, I know they're a different type, but a pair of foundation defensive linemen, the Jets defensive line, you know, that you guys aren't that far away from being in that category. I think both these players are progressing very well. Highly, highly talented. Um, I think they're both hits at a key position. I mean, give you a, a 6'6", 290-pound athletic freak that's a great football player that you can line up all over the defensive line. That's a good building block, and you have two of them. So that's pretty exciting. I got the Bears at 30. I know they won, but the team they beat is not higher, much higher up on this list than they are. I still have a lot of doubts about this team. I understand why you want to go to Hoyer. Fine. Uh, I bet that's the best game Hoyer plays all year. You don't play the Lions every week. I thought That doesn't exactly sound like a positive spin, though, from me, does it? Um, I'm going to go with two here, actually. And I really like how the front seven was built. It's not holding up. Injuries have really crushed it. But I think the front seven's in place when you're talking big picture. And I also think the interior of the offensive line not only is in place, but it could be amongst the best in the league. You know, as Whitehair learns to play center, I think he'll be a very, very good one. That experiment is working out well as we speak anyways. So, and you got two stud guards. So, hey, I mean, that, that's a start. If you, you know, with Jordan Howard, and if you can control the interior of the offensive line for the next two, three years, that's a start. Tampa Bay Bucks at 29. Things are crumbling around the Bucks, And in a way, this is a current negative because I feel like this is all they have on offense with Doug, Willi- or Doug Martin out. Doug Williams, there's an old buck. But anyways, the Winston to Evans connection should be a phenomenal one for the next eight, ten years. You know, I mean, they're both very, very young. They came in the league young, especially Evans. I think they're both really, really good. I feel like Winston is is doing too much, and that's his DNA. You know, he's never going to not go down swinging. So I think, you know, his interception numbers and things like that are inflated right now because he has nothing around him. But I'm thinking big picture here. Evans catching a million touchdown passes in his career from Jameis Winston is something to get excited about for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans. The Jets at 28... Their season is rapidly crumbling, too. And I'm having a hard time finding positives with this team. But there's one that leaps off the page, and I kind of mentioned it when we were talking Niners. I love their defensive line. It's super talented. It's all big guys. It's highly versatile. It's a dominating unit that can keep them in any game or sway a game their direction or wreak havoc. And it doesn't look like there's any reason to think it won't be great for years to come. So, especially as Leonard Williams gets better and better. And he's been quite good. So, that's something. You know, I mean, I have some big concerns about this team, to be honest. The Titans at 27. Is this year a successful year for them so far at the quarter point? In some ways, I think yes. 
For Mariota, I think no. And I think he's the obvious thing to be excited about if you're Tennessee. And I still am very, very much a believer. But I'm not sure this staff and lack of speed on the outside is doing him any favors. Like the Browns, the Titans also should get excited that there's a lot of premium draft picks coming in their future. You know, after those trades, they're going to bring in the next couple draft classes are going to be really exciting to be a Titans fan. And if you can influx this roster with another draft or two of young, cheap talent, that's pretty exciting. Um, But the thing I'm going to mention here is the offensive line. You know, the Jack Conklin pick is not getting a lot of publicity, but I think he's playing really, really well. And overall, even with Warmack out, and he's a bit of a bust anyways, I would say the Titans have basically fixed their offensive line. Hey, that's a big deal. You got a quarterback, you got an offensive line in, in this rebuilding process, amongst other things. DeMarco Murray, by the way, is playing way better than I expected. That I couldn't have been more wrong on him. Um, so if they could go get a stud receiver to stretch the field or, you know, something else on offense, obviously some speed is required. But they have an offensive line, they have a quarterback. That's a good start when you're building a team. I right, the Dolphins at 26. They go from 24 to 26. There's probably an argument that they could be lower after a dismal performance on Thursday night. And I'm going to stick with my normal here. Is My th- reason for optimism is Gase, Tannehill, a lot of young offensive talent. You know, down that flow chart. You know, including... Carew and Landry and Parker and Tunsil and I don't think they have their running back and that's something they'll pick up this next offseason or whatever and they tried this past offseason but I do have faith big picture and I think it'll I'm still on the prediction that by week eight or so we're going to look at this offense and say they're pretty good that they're pretty good on that side of the ball Colts at 25 I dislike in a big way how this team is built it's going to only get worse in my opinion because now they have so much invested in luck they missed their window of cheap great young quarterback I mean think Seattle what they did with Russell Wilson those first couple years before they had to pay him but I mean the Browns the Bears I mean They would kill for Andrew Luck. I mean, I guess that's not the worst problem to have is we have a superstar franchise quarterback. So I'm going to take the easy way out here and say Andrew Luck is their positive thing to think about. I had mentioned our friends at SeatGeek at the opening of the show, and I want to talk to you about a little bit more. I have a little more experience with them now, too. I have a couple buddies one of the problems of my job is I can't go really to NFL games and tailgate and have a good time and be a fan anymore. And I miss that. And I miss that because of, you know, my, my 10 year old, he wants to go to games. I can't really take him um, because I have to watch all the games at once, you know, so you and I can have these conversations. And again, Hey, it, it beats digging a ditch for a living, but I got a lot of buddies that are big time Steelers fans, NFL fans, fantasy players, as you can imagine. And I've turned, turned them on to SeatGeek, and they love it. You know, I got a group of buds that they go down to Heinz Field, and they all are SeatGeek um, subscribers or users. And they go down to Heinz Field, they tailgate, and they set their phones for, you know, a, a, the rating. They have a deal score, the rating that they want. And whenever they get the ticket, if the ticket that they want at the right price becomes available, they get a notification on their phone, they buy it. 
They walk up to the, the ticket, the former ticket takers, hand them the, the phone, they scan it, and they go in the game. If a ticket doesn't become available, they hang out, they go to a local watering hole, and they watch the Steeler game there. It's, it's phenomenal. I mean, it, it just gives you so many options from the parking lot or all week if you want to do it from home. So it's very, very mobile friendly, as I mentioned. It's an easy experience. A ticket's delivered right in the app. Uh, you walk to the gate with the barcode and boom, it's all you, it's, it takes care of your business. So if you use our offer code, as I mentioned, it's L-O-N-F-L. You get a $20 rebate on tickets with that promo code. It's the best deal in town. When, and that's with your first ticket purchase. And like I mentioned, there's also the, these price alerts that my buddies use too. You know, they get down to Heinz Field for a one o'clock game at like nine in the morning, tailgate like crazy, and they have their phone set. So whenever the uh, when the pricing you know comes up that they desire, it rings and they go, okay, let's go. You know, let's buy four and we'll all go in. They love it. I mean, I, I could see why. I and, and that's really the only negative of my job is I miss those days. You know, I, I did a fair share of that at Three River Stadium in my day. Didn't have this perk. We used to kind of walk around and see what kind of tickets we could get. Didn't quite work out as well as this, obviously. SeatGeek is the way to go. Like I said, I mean, prices can drop as you get closer to a game, and SeatGeek will let you know if a ticket is in your price range. And boom, and then you just buy it. It's the best thing ever. So I highly recommend it. Check it out. I now have more experience with it, and my buddies love it. So that is the way to go. Okay, next up. Hey, the Colts went from 20 to 25. I went to the Lions from 21 to 24. It's a bad loss to the Bears. It really is. And the defense is a miserable situation in Detroit. But I think it's mostly due to injuries. You know, it wouldn't shock me if this is about as low as the Lions go on our power ranks. And it is the lowest. I mean, 21 was the lowest before this. They're down to 24. So, the thing to get excited about is Cooter. Who doesn't get excited about Cooter? And again, it's kind of this whole, like I talked about with Gase, but I feel much more confident about the Cooter to Stafford to Jones, kind of Tate. He needs to pick it up a little bit here. Ebron, Bolden, an offensive line with a lot of picks. I really wanted to see Dwayne Washington this past week. I hope he's back there. I think Abdullah would really be helpful with this team, too. I think they need to find what they have in Dwayne Washington to see if they need a big back in the draft at a high point because not having a real running back in there these past two weeks, really, because of injury, is the ability. I mean, it really really hurts the offense a lot. And my Jacksonville Jaguars go from 29 to 20. They're not mine. I'm not sure why I called them that. They go from 27 to 29 to 23 with a win in their home away from home over in London. And let's just say I'm the eternal optimist. And I look at the Jaguars and say, well, and this is one thing you can say about every team, four of these teams, is one of the best things they have going for them is they're in the AFC South. You know, if there's one thing to say, boy, this is something to give us excitement. And that's really to no credence of their own, but they are in the AFC South. Could the Texans crumble? They have a two-game lead in the division. Certainly. They're not playing very well, and we're going to be talking about them sooner than later. Um, if any of these three teams at the bottom, the Colts, the Jaguars, the Titans, if any of them were to have the perfect storm and realize their potential and have a super strong second half, 
I think it's Jacksonville. And, and it's, it's, trust me, it's only one game. They showed a pass rush. They showed a, a running game. So they're showing signs of life. So I think the, the thing to get excited about the quarter point for Jacksonville is upside. You know, there's hope. You know, they have good football players, good young, talented football players that you would think only get better. You know, Fowler and Jack and, you know, guys like that. So I still think there's some of the optimism that a lot of us had this offseason for this franchise, for this season, especially because of the division they're in. Uh, I got the Saints staying at 22. And unfortunately, I think that's just who they are at this point. You know, the optimism, long term, I guess the optimism is a lot of those defensive players that we put money into to try to change this nasty situation are going to come back next year. You know, your first round pick, Sheldon Rankins, you know, bro's not out for the year, I don't think. You know, some of those guys that have been ravaged by injuries are going to come back. And you have another draft class to install another wave of defensive youth and talent this offseason. I think the the offense, as I so often say, will remain a constant. Breeze isn't going anywhere. Um, Michael Thomas is a find. They're good at running back. They're good at receiver. The offensive line's fine. So another defensive offseason, and it probably seems like, you know, I hear this all the time, Matt. Well, yeah, you do. And you have some bad luck on your hands, too, from you know developing and keeping these guys on the field on the defensive side of the ball. But that's the way it goes. But it could happen, you know, that you get back this group that is currently injured on defense and you add another ninth overall pick at middle linebacker or corner or, you know, defensive end, I mean, edge rusher, you may have something on defense. You may, you know. So the offense should keep you in a lot of games. The obvious opposite is true with the Rams go from 23 to 21. Yeah, I know they're 3-1. and one. Um, Rams fans, chill out. But your offense is terrible. It's still bad. Gurley's a stud, but he can't do it himself. I know Keenum has a great winning rack record, and he's. but don't tell me Case Keenum's a winner. You know, I don't want to hear that. Um, I do love the defense. It's better than I thought. That makes the Rams very difficult to play against. But... I think they're going to hover around this neighborhood for some time. You know, that they're still one of the worst, certainly in the bottom half of the league. What's there to get excited about? I guess I skipped over that. Jared Goff? Are we excited about Jared Goff? I still am. I mean, I liked him coming out of school. None of us, you know, tore the Rams a new one when they picked Jared Goff first overall. I mean, I liked Wentz better, but I didn't stand up on the table and say, Los Angeles is stupid. They have no idea what they're doing. Why would they take Jared Goff? And nobody did. You know, Mel and Todd didn't. You know, Matt Miller didn't. The people that know more about the draft than I do, nobody tore him a new one for saying that. It's only a couple months ago. I mean, let's still hold out hope that Fisher is holding him back and being ultra-conservative in a Steve McNair-like fashion. And they're winning games without him. And I don't think that'll hold up. And I think we'll see Goff the second half of the season, for better or worse. And, and I know that what he's put out there has not been impressive, and other quarterbacks are doing well, and Rams fans are going, we should have taken Wentz. And, yeah, you probably should have. But that doesn't mean Jared Goff can't be something for you. And Goff and Gurley can lead this offense to respectability? I mean, that's something to strive for at this point. 
If the Redskins moving up from 26 to 20, there's a lot to like here. There's a lot not to. You know, I, I don't have a one thing. You know, if, if for them, if I had to come up with the one thing I don't like, would be I don't think your quarterback's on your roster. You know, is your next quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo, Jay Cutler, Tony Romo? No, it won't be Romo. First round pick? Uh, I don't know. But I think that priority one this offseason is finding a quarterback. And that doesn't mean getting rid of Cousins, but you can't pay him, you know, a million dollars a week. I mean, he's not a $16 million quarterback. That would ruin the team, in my opinion. Obviously, you need to create more running game. You got to stop the run. Those things are easier to fix in the quarterback position. But there's a lot in place here, too. You know, I, I do like their edge pass rushers. I like their corners. I like the offensive line quite a bit. And I think the weapons is really the thing to get excited about. And we haven't seen much of Josh Doxson yet. Um, but I like the player. I think he could be a long-term solution, you know, more so solution than problem for this passing game. Um, so there's things here. And maybe the thing to most get excited about with the Redskins is their GM. I think he really knows what he's doing. He knows what he's dealing with. He's taken on a massive reclamation project. I bet if he gave him true serum, he never would have thought that they would be a playoff team a year ago. You know, that this was going to take a while. So that's where they're at. And I think that's fine. Um, but big picture, I still worry about that quarterback situation. I get the Texans at 19. That's back-to-back weeks at 19. At one point, they were... Six? I mean, they were... I was into them. And this J.J. Watt news to me is big. You know, I, I was on a soapbox for them saying I think the Texans can challenge the Broncos and those guys for having the best defense in the league. Now I think they're a B. You know, they're, they're, there's there's five or six for sure I would take over Houston. In the meantime, I don't like their offensive line. I don't like Osweiler. It would be easy to say the thing to most get excited about for the Texans is you play in the AFC South. And that's probably, you know, for for 2016, that is the thing to get most excited about. Sorry, but you have a two-game lead in a terrible division. It would be a pretty massive failure if you screwed that up at the quarter mark. I mean, I know you have 12 more games and a lot of bad things can happen. But that's the one thing to get most excited about right now if you're a Texans fan is you should go to the playoffs. I mean, easier said than done. You gotta, you still got to play 12 more games. But unless you screw it up, you should be a playoff team, Houston. So maybe you start to play a lot better at the end of the year and you get hot. That's possible. I think it's a well-coached team, so that's possible. Chargers stay at 18, and they're a little maddening. You know, in a way... I'm proud of them because they're my team. I picked them this offseason to be the most improved team in the league. Then Keenan Allen got hurt, and you know, and they are massively improved. I mean, they're much better than a top five draft pick type of team like they were last year. But boy, do they find ways to lose. And I was talking to my man Bill Williamson about this on a different podcast I do, and it's been like this for a long time. You know, it's been three coaching staffs where they find ways to lose in miserable fashions, and. I don't think it's Philip Rivers at all. <laughs> I mean, I don't think they'd even be in those games if it wasn't for Philip Rivers. But what's my positive? The positive is I think they're vastly improved. You know, that a lot of their young guys, a lot of their recent draft picks, and that doesn't yet include Bosa, but I think it will, 
are all playing well. They're all stepping up. Offensive linemen, a lot of the guys on defense. They still have a franchise quarterback that I don't see falling off at all. So there's a nucleus in place here. I mean, there's a there's something there, you know, that if you get Keenan Allen back next year, you add one more free agent and another high draft pick and stay a little healthier and learn how to close out games. And I'm not, you know, there is a skill to that. There's no doubt. Um, they don't have it. Bills. <laughs> the Bills were 31 two weeks ago. Then I moved them to 27. Now I'm putting them at 17. They're 2-2. Two and two. They've won their last two in impressive fashion over teams we thought were Super Bowl teams, you know, the Cardinals and the Patriots, and I, I still obviously think they're better than the Bills, which I'm sure Buffalo fans will chew me a new one on that one. I can see why. But what's there to get excited about? I think the defense. And I was... I knew the secondary was great, and they're playing better and better and better, and they're a really good group. So that's something for sure to get excited about. They have two safeties that are former corners, and they use them appropriately for that skill set. That's great. You know, that's Rex, you know, Ryan knows what he's doing. I mean, Rex Ryan knows what he's doing on defense. He does. And maybe he's a goof as a head coach. Uh, yeah, maybe. But on offense, I don't have a lot of hope. But the front seven is exceeding expectations. Jerry Hughes is a great player. Kyle Williams has been a great player, and him being back is certainly helpful. They're supposed to be getting Lawson back soon. That's exciting. They're very active on the second level, and guys that stepped up that I didn't expect to step up. Brown and Brown. Look at the two Browns on the Bills. Those guys are both playing really well, especially Zach Brown. Someday Darius is coming back. Someday Raglan's coming back. So this might be an upper-tier defense. I'm not willing to say now, but I think maybe their best days are ahead of them. I had the Chiefs at 16, and I don't really know what to make of the Chiefs. They just got blown out, and that was sort of the perfect storm of terribleness for them. You know, They got down early, and they're not equipped to come back. But I look at the offense and think, it's worse than last year. I look at the defense and say, it's worse than last year. So what are we excited about for Kansas City? I think Andy Reid will fix things. I think they have a very good, not elite, very good head coach. One of the top five or so in the league who knows how to right the ship, who knows how to win games in this league. Someday Justin Houston will be back. It's exciting. Um, Jamal Charles, I would think his best days of 2016 are ahead of him. You'd hope. You know, he was, he was spotting sparingly. Spottingly, is that a word? In the Steeler game, and why would you throw him back in there when you're down, you know, 32 to nothing or whatever it was? So that's something. Um, I can't say I'm super excited, big picture, about the Chiefs. I like their defensive line. They got a couple older guys on defense, although Derek Johnson's playing really well. Uh, I think they're a middle of the road team. Could they get it right? Yeah. I mean, they were a playoff team a year ago. Their defense was really, really good. I just don't think the defense will get back to that level. Okay, here's what we're doing. This is going to be an odd situation. I'm going to do two podcasts today, and you don't want to know why my garage band didn't work with my mic, so I'm recording right on the Audio Boom site, and I can only do a half hour at a time, and I'm hitting the, uh, the ceiling here. So I did the first 16, I'm going to publish it, and then I'm going to start back over, and we're going to do 15 to 1, which is something we've never done before. So you guys get a bonus prize. You get two podcasts for the price of one on Wednesday, download them both. 
Uh, I'll be right back. 